This episode of Ticket Ripper is brought to you by the year 2012. Sometimes I actually wish that was the end. Welcome back, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Ripper Podcast. My name, as always, is Ben Hamin, your humble host, the greatest host of all time. This is the third time I've recorded this intro because it gets real boring real quick. Um, We're back, baby. We're back. I kind of got ahead of myself last week and uh, recorded and released three episodes, uh, all titled The Streaming Wars and based on three different kind of uh, streaming platforms or a a few different uh, streaming platforms. Um, and if you want to hear my thoughts on HBO, Disney plus Paramount, uh, Peacock, uh, go ahead and go, go, go check out those episodes. They're pretty, they're pretty decently sized. Uh, and I talk about absolutely nonsense for the entire period. Uh, I do get into euphoria a little bit. So if you want to, if you want to hop on over there, that'd be, yeah. I mean, if that's your kind of thing, again, I really don't care if please never mistake me bringing anything up for me caring i don't uh this episode uh at per promised at the end of the last episode i am going to be talking about netflix netflix has got some stuff going on um but first uh i do want to say i am going to be talking about a movie that i've watched recently uh, i don't think it's an uh, i've given people enough time to watch it i mean everybody's got work schedules all that kind of stuff um but the movie turning red on disney plus is going to be the topic of our uh, episode next week um, because Turning Red is a very interesting, uh, movie because one, I thought it was absolutely fantastic, but two, uh, there is some controversy around it. Controversy. I, I mean, movies normally have controversy, but this, especially for a Pixar movie seems to be having a little bit more beef around it. Uh, and I am trying to get a hold of a guest, um, to see if, uh, if I can make that episode a little bit more interesting, uh, get multiple point of views other than just an idiot, you know? Uh, the idiot being me. Um, and so, yeah, uh, tune in for that next week. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be next week. I'm, I'm going to try to figure some stuff out like a businessman. Um, but this week, let's get right into it. I don't want this episode to be super long. Here's the thing about Netflix, because we're th- th- this is the Streaming Wars Part 4 Netflix. Uh, I talked about Paramount. I had talked about Peacock already and how they're terrible. Oh, and I talked about how Amazon Prime is 100% losing the Streaming Wars because they're absolute trash. Top-notch garbage. Um, also, if you, it, I, there are some things that I wanted to just uh, call out on, uh, uh, on like things I've said uh, previously. Um, just kind of like, you know uh whatchamacallits uh because i didn't talk about uh fezco or ash in uh euphoria um and all i have to say because not a lot not a whole lot happened that entire uh, season with fezco and ash um all i have to say is this ash it needs to calm down there were multiple parts in the show in the season where i was and i'm talking about euphoria now sorry for those of you who don't understand and th- th- this is going to take 30 seconds to say but Ash needs to chill out because Ash is in, I mean, literally like, I don't want to have like any spoilers, but like Ash got himself killed because he's an idiot because somebody decided to give this idiotic 14 year old child, like the ability to use weapons and like the, 
the, the balls to use these weapons. Uh, and Ash got himself killed. That's just that's just it, plain and simple. Everything could have gone smoothly. Everything was going to go smoothly. But Ash, because he's a moron, he got himself killed and he got uh, Fez probably arrested. Um, so shout out to Ash. You're an absolute dummy. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Cause that's the only thing I missed about HBO. Oh, also if you haven't seen nightmare alley on HBO, um, it's different than any of, uh, Guillermo del Toro. I love Guillermo del Toro, del Toro as a director. Uh, I think he's incredible. I think what he does with like, um, just his movies have a feeling visually. Um, and I think what he did with this movie, cause this movie is actually a remake, I believe of an old, 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 old movie. Um, and I don't know. I loved it. I I absolutely loved it. I think the cast is incredible. I think the story was really, really, really good. Uh, which I mean, I don't think he wrote it, but like, uh, you can feel his uh, influence on it. And I I very much enjoyed it. Um, Nightmare Alley. It was, it was a win, but it was I I will say it was kind of boring, kind of anticlimactic. Um, at the end, you know, things kind of go crazy. But yeah, um, I'm excited to see what Guillermo does next. Guillermo's a um. He's a director that you can't really pin down. Like one minute he's making things like Pan's Labyrinth and you're like, oh, whoa, what's he going to do next? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to make a movie about monsters that come out of the ocean called Pacific Rim. And you're just like, what? And it's just an action movie, but it feels like a Guillermo del Toro movie. And you're just like, what's going on here? I watched Pacific Rim recently. Yo, that movie, that movie is confusing because it is simultaneously such a bad movie, but so expertly made. Like it, it is a super well-made movie, but the genre feels off with how artistic the, like just in general, like how the, the, the caliber of, it's like a mix of like, when you get, when you take somebody who understands uh, how they want their movie to feel and look and versus like a story that just really isn't there. And just like, this would have, this would have worked better as an anime kind of thing. It, it, it makes for a very uncomfortably like weird movie because like the script ain't that great the story ain't that great the 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 premise like there's just way too much going on and it ain't that great everybody's using the japanese term for giant beast which is kaiju um it's just nuts and guillermo guillermo's a world builder so he can he can really put you in a different world but this was just kind of like it was kind of out there you know um yeah, uh, I, I didn't like Pacific Rim that much. I didn't like it when I was a younger man, and I didn't really like it all that much now. Um, I love Guillermo and what he does to this stuff, though. Um, so, yeah. Um, Hellboy was radical. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why I can't. I, I don't like Pacific Rim, but I love Hellboy. Uh, I think Hellboy was cool. Um, and Fish Sex, which is Shape of Water. Uh, Fish Sex was cool. Uh, I, I That's the thing about it is... And I've talked about this already before, so I'm not going to talk about it too long. But Guillermo del Toro's uh, Shape of Water was such a good movie. It is such an incredible movie, like from start to finish. But there's this one part in the middle. Like, there's this one part in the middle where the, the relationship between the fish man and the lady just gets a little too deep. And I'm just like, yo, what? And that's where it loses me. That's where that's where it loses me, like, it, 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 I don't know. It felt very weird. It felt very weird. I think the next Guillermo movie is um, Pinocchio. He's making an animated Pinocchio, so let's see what he does with that.
But anyway, uh, back to Netflix, because that's supposed to be the topic. Uh, so Netflix, um, and I, I, I said this, I believe, a little bit at the last or at the end of the podcast uh, last week. Um, so Netflix has this issue where because at first, like Netflix was the place to go. They were the they were Netflix is the streaming service. It was like for, it was for so, so, so good that for a minute I was like, oh, is this Redbox and digital? Um, but Netflix, uh, for all you youngings, uh, who don't understand how Netflix started off, there was no, like, at first there was no queue. There was no watch this now. There was no any of this stuff. At first, um, Netflix was a, you could, you would go online and you would, and some people don't remember this. Some people weren't even on Netflix at this time. Um, but you would go online onto the internet. And it was like a, it was like a digital. This is this is one of the reasons that Blockbuster kind of died is because Netflix, you would pay a monthly subscription and you go online and you would pay uh, or you would order um, movies like Blu-rays or DVDs. They were the like one of the first people to like really push out Blu-rays, I remember. Um, but they they would have these DVDs that you could order and they ship to your house and you could watch them and then ship them back. Uh, and obviously there was like rental fees. It was like a digital blockbuster. Um, but then uh, I remember they got to a point where they were like, oh, how cool would it be if you could just watch the movies? So then what you would do is you would add those mu- like you could you could still order movies that they didn't have digitally and you could uh, have those get sent to you. Or you could add from a select few movies um, to your queue which then on a like smart Blu-ray player or smart television, which back in the day was like a big thing back in the day, like not every single TV was smart, um, but you could add them to your queue. You had to go onto the computer to add movies to your queue. And then you could go through all the movies that you were trying to watch on your smart device and it would update via your account. And that's how it was for a very long time. You just go in and it's like, oh yeah, I queued up this thing on Netflix and bam, boom. You watch the movie. It was it was gnarly. And keep in mind, like sometimes they were newish movies, but for the most part, they were just movies. You like you had access to so many more movies now for less. Um, and now fast forward to today, where it I mean, there was a point in the middle where it was just like, oh, we have mountains of content. We have movies as far as the eye can see, movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. And then they started doing. Um, Netflix originals. I forget what the first Netflix original movie was. Uh, I don't think it was ever really that incredible, but I think it was better than a lot of people were expecting. And this was also during the um, the era when Daredevil started releasing. Um, Daredevil was one of their their first. Um, I want to say like Netflix originals, and uh, it was incredible. Daredevil, if you haven't seen it, it was fantastic. It was way more than what we expected. It was a hundred percent different than what we were getting from the MCU. Um, but they had still found a way to link it to it with, you know, via, I mean, he's in New York and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know, man, like it, it, it seemed like a really bright future of these gigantic streaming companies being able to do. And then Netflix started a trend. So now Everybody wanted to do their own uh, subscription because then everybody could do their own originals. Disney Plus started doing its own uh, streaming services like online. Um, Netflix kind of high rolled this entire thing. 
But now, because like for the most part, like Disney Plus like sticks obviously to like Disney movies and like some of their properties that they just happen to like, uh, you know, own because they, you know, buy every single company that has a movie. Um, and so now they have just a, a huge assortment of stuff, but they're like all like A-list movies. Like that's the thing about like Disney and 20th Century Fox is like they these are the movies you want to be watching. Disney Plus is one of the best streaming services out there, not because they have the best or like the the, the best um, like uh, mix of stuff. Like it's very limited on what you're able to find on there uh, because, I mean, it's Disney. It's Disney Plus. Um, but they basically like what I'm getting at is like they have the highest, I would say, like consistently their stuff is higher quality. Be, like just because of the fact like they have all these movies that disney has made they have all these movies that 20th century fox has made like all the x-men they have all these like animated shows all that kind of stuff so as far as like quality goes because of the fact that they like their originals i'm not going to sit here and say that their originals are good at all i've seen some disney originals recently that i'm just like i tried watching monsters at work i did a whole uh, a podcast on it and i'm just like nah so they're dropping the bar there but the, the like as far as like all their other stuff, like their movies that they have on there, it's just way, way better stuff than normally whatever other people have. Like over on Netflix, I feel like I've seen Dennis the Menace on my on my uh, on my like recommended for like weeks. And I don't even know if it's still on there anymore, but essentially like they have to scramble because now all these movies are tied to companies that have their own streaming services. So. Some other companies like Netflix, like Hulu, they have to scramble to get you movies that are going to hold up against others. And in some cases, they're not able to. In some cases, they are not able to provide like HBO is killing it um, because they have just like insane. Like I've seen almost everything on HBO, um, which is not even true, but I've seen everything worth watching, in my opinion. Um, And. The thing about Netflix is they got to a point where they were just like, we could either keep paying all these companies money so that we can have their movies on our streaming service, or we can just flood our streaming services with movies that we make. And at first it was just like, oh, you know, like, you know, small directors or like, you know, companies from outside of America, like, you know, Black Mirror kind of situations, like we'll make shows uh, we'll, we'll give them, you know, like funding and we'll have their uh, show exclusively on our platform. Um, so that way they like people have to subscribe to us to watch it. But fast forward to today when you've got people like Martin Scorsese, you've got people like uh, um, Adam McKay, Adam, Adam McKay making movies like Don't Look Up on there. So like they're releasing actual, actual like real movies on Netflix now. Uh, I just watched The Atom Project, which felt like a streaming movie. There's a difference between like a movie movie and a streaming movie like The Atom Project and like Free Guy. Those are two movies where I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I watched this over streaming or digitally because it doesn't feel like a go to the movies kind of movie versus Don't Look Up felt like a go to the movies kind of movie. It felt like a, something I, uh, I, I'm i going to be seeing, you know, nominated and stuff like that, which I didn't watch the Oscars. I don't know if that passed already. Um, because I'm boycotting the Oscars ever since, uh, a while back. Um, but, um, yeah. And that's where Netflix is at now is like, you know, they've got like some A-list titles, uh, you know, every once in a while, but for the most part, they are just flooding 
flooding their system with with uh with exclusives the the whole big mouth and i mean i'm probably gonna offend some people here but i've never seen an episode of big mouth or any of those related uh shows with nick kroll because apparently nick kroll is the new um family guy guy apparently nick kroll is just going to be our, our our animated jesus uh, and do all of netflix's animated shows and can I just say this, like, and I'm I'm not trying to be like a hater or anything like that, but just off of like the little, cause you know, you hover over the Netflix like uh show and it'll, um, it'll like play a little clip of it just from that, like preview clip from when I'm hovering over it, it is already the most obnoxious show I've ever seen in my life. And you know, to be fair, I like the only like, uh, you know, grown up cartoon that I've been into is Rick and Morty which is very, very, like, it's very zany. But all these other shows, like, there's zany, and then there's, like, like, they're just taking it too far. They're just taking it too far. I could never get into, you know, any of the family guys, any of the, like, American Dad. Um, I tried Rick and Morty, and I was just like, this is this rocks. And I don't know, man. I don't know. But aside from that, like, now Netflix has, like, um, and th- this is the thing about it. This is all my, my idiotic, don't watch a lot of stuff opinion. And I mean, I do watch a lot of stuff. I consume an insane amount of content. Um, but this is all my, in my opinion. But like, the, the, the thing about it is like, if you make, if Netflix has gone from being a company that uh, like provides you with uh, the access to content that you do want to watch. Versus now, uh, Netflix is the company that provides you content you didn't know you wanted to watch. They, oh, you've seen The Bachelor, you've seen The Bachelorette, you've seen all this other stuff. How about watching Love is Blind? Love is Blind Season 2. We've got two seasons now. You want, w- w- Netflix is the place where, oh, I finished these other shows or, oh, these other shows stopped airing. And then Netflix is like, oh, well, lucky you, we have a um, a show just like it, but over here. Um, and there are, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of things that I'm super excited for. And I'm sorry if this podcast is boring already. I hope that my droning monotone voice is just enough to keep you going through the day. But one of the things about the, don't and don't get me wrong like what I was going to say just now is don't get me wrong I'm excited there's a lot of stuff that I am excited about with Netflix um Netflix is uh, they announced that they're starting to work on that's the thing I love about Netflix is because of the fact that they are their own company they're not really like a humongous film company yet is they are still at a point where like cuz they're I would say that like one thing I can commend them on is they are pushing the envelope on like things that content that wasn't previously seen as like creatable they have created so like um a movie or a show sorry like the witcher the witcher came at a time when we were coming right out of the um game of thrones you know whole debacle and game of thrones hbo proved that people were ready to consume more like mature adult content not adult like as in porn because that's weird imagine you open up your netflix and there's porn on there that'd be uncomfortable um (laughs) um but um essentially um so like shows like the witcher people game of thrones proved that um shows like that were were doable 
And then a sh shows like The Witcher, which I would say The Witcher is even more untamed than the Game of Thrones is because The Witcher has like just a way, way, because The Witcher is, a, if you don't know, The Witcher is a book that was turned into a video game that is now a TV show or a, a streaming show. And it is one of the highest quality shows you can get right now. It is fantastic, but it is so rich is the thing about it. And that's the thing I love about this is like if the Witcher, Witcher, like video game movies don't work because of the fact that they're video game movies. But Netflix is starting to prove that video game shows are the way to go um, because you have so much more time to play with the world that the video game built and so much more time to play with the story. Um, we're able to tell a lot more story because, I mean, nobody wants to sit for an eight hour movie. But I will sit for eight hours and watch the TV show because I need some sort of arc at, at the end of each episode. That's what makes books and, you know, uh, and, and uh, for the most part, like um, movies good is that there's a start. There's a finish. Every, and at the end of every episode, I don't like being cliffhanged. I watch uh, at Attack on Titan and I don't appreciate being cliffhanged at the end of every single episode. The episodes are only 20 minutes long and it's 15 minutes of somebody with a monologue. And I'm just like, yo, get your stuff together. My wife wants to subscribe to Crunchyroll so we can start watching more anime. And I'm just like, yo, man, I don't think I can take this anymore. I'm currently, I'm, I'm being, I'm being bombarded by, by anime requests. Uh, but Netflix, Netflix has proved that you can do incredible stuff with a series that, and a lot, I feel like a lot of people have followed suit with that, um, Loki was incredible as a series. I don't think Loki would have worked as a movie, um, which is great. Um, I loved it so much more as a series. But the thing is that people are also starting to you know, follow suit with that, but not keeping the quality side of it. So now we're just getting flooded with a bunch of, you know, like series that aren't that good. Um, and now Netflix just had, because here's the thing about it. Netflix has tons of, all of my recommended shows are all Netflix originals. Not all of them are going to be fantastic, mind you. So you like I and, and I mean you're talking like eight hours of my life here, like total. Not all of them are going to be fantastic, so I got to pick and choose, you know. But Netflix makes so many of them, and I'm and I get it. I mean, everybody's taking their content back and putting it on their own streaming service. But Netflix is just pushing out so much stuff. And I'm just like, yo, stuff is going to start to fall through the cracks. And you're going to get to a point like Disney Plus real quick where your stuff is just garbage. And they're already, I would say, like, they're already, you know, kind of at that point. But the thing about it is, like, they know who they're marketing to. They know what they're missing. They look, they're able to look at what they're missing and they're able to see, okay, so this is what people want. This is what we need to provide. We need to provide like a, a horror show, a fantasy show. We need to provide an animated show for, you know, kids, an animated show for adults. We need to, uh, you know, provide ro a, a romantic, you know, reality TV show, a reality TV show about this. We need documentaries that are going to interest people like the Kanye one, which I didn't watch because I don't think Kanye has really, I think, I think Kanye West, um, and it's weird, but like I have thoughts on all of this too. I haven't seen his documentary, but here's the reason why I haven't seen his documentary. You see, most of the time people think 
oh, Ben doesn't watch. And I mean, I say people like as if anybody thinks about me. But most of the time, I would imagine people think like when I say I didn't watch something, they think, oh, he didn't watch it because it doesn't have the time or because, you know, he just wasn't interested in it. No, no, that's not it. Like I see things. I see. I I sit and look at my like look through every single piece of content on there, and because I want to try to find stuff that I can add to my list and watch later. But the thing about some stuff is I will refuse to watch it because of a like a weird thing in my brain where I'm just like they don't deserve it, you know. And Kanye West's documentary is one of those things. And I'm not saying like I'm not taking anything away about Kanye West as like an artist or anything. And I know he's got a whole lot of stuff going on right now, but. The thing about Kanye is I feel like, especially with all the stuff going on right now, I feel like Kanye is at his turning point. Kanye is at his rock bottom um, in his life, I would say. But in his career, he is like, and I, I don't know how to say this without like taking away anything from him because I'm not saying I, I listened to Donda recently and. Uh, I liked it. I liked there was, you know, quite a bit of tracks on there that was good. 27 tracks seemed like a lot, but I I liked uh, most of it. And I think that one of the cool things about Kanye is that he puts a lot of his, like, the, just the stuff that he's dealing with and, like, influences in his life into his music, which is cool. Um, But what I would say is right now Kanye is not, he's very far from his peak. Kanye, you know, obviously when he was younger, he was this, you know, incredible producer, incredible artist. And, you know, now in his life, like he's gone through a lot more. He's older. He's, you know, divorced and, and, and all this stuff is going on. This is the this isn't the end of his story. This is not even close to the end of his story. I think from here, two things can happen. One, Kanye can just sit down here and die and not like actually die, but like he can sit down here. Uh, and, you know, just dive deeper into this madness uh, and just lose his mind down here. And his music starts getting crazy. He starts getting more erratic uh, and just continue on this path versus what would what would be amazing is we see a complete turn. We see that this is the turning point for Kanye and it goes up and then way, way up there once he's reached his peak. And he's been there for a while. Then we make a documentary about him. This is the this isn't the, the document. This isn't the time we should be making documentaries about Kanye West. The time. I mean, the whole Donda thing about him, like being in stadiums, making his uh, making his his album like that. That stuff is pretty cool. But all of this, this is all. The middle of his story. And, you know, partially I'm super excited for that because I mean, I, I'm waiting to see what what becomes of this guy's life, but also like this isn't this isn't his documentary phase. This isn't the time we should be making documentaries about him because he he like this is this is this is it's all up from here. The potential for, like and I mean this is Kanye West we're talking about. This is he's a superstar. He's a he's an enormous name in in the music industry, but I think he definitely has the potential. Like this could be one of the greatest musical stories we've ever heard. I, I can't even imagine the music that's going to come out of this um, once you know he he comes out of this. Um, if he prevails, you know. Um, but yeah, and especially with this whole like, he's got like this whole Sunday service thing going on. I feel like there there could be a lot going for Kanye uh, in the future. 
but Kanye needs to get out of his own way. And I don't know why the hell I'm talking about Kanye now. I have no interest in Kanye's life whatsoever. I think this whole thing is just insane. Because, um, I mean, there's a literal war going on in, in Europe. And Kanye, and my and my like Twitter feed is just filled up with like Kanye and Pete stuff. And I'm just like, what's going on here, man? This world is weird. But yeah, Netflix made a documentary about him. And I'm like, it's too soon for this. He He hasn't lived his documentary life yet. You know, like Free Solo, that's what, that was the documentary. That was a documentary. Free Solo was nuts. I hated that documentary. Watching that dude climb at night, I wanted to cry. But yeah. Netflix is, Netflix is simultaneously one of the best and one of the worst um, streaming services. They're the best because, I mean, they, they make some movies. Like, they get people and they make movies that are just baller. That are good. The Adam Project was good. I liked it. It definitely felt like a streaming movie, but um, I liked it. I I feel like the timey wimey stuff wasn't too messy. Um, like they, that's the thing about like all these, like when you make a movie about time travel or stuff. If you try even a little bit to explain it in a way that's going to make sense, like oh, this could actually theoretically, scientifically be possible, you're kind of screwing yourself. But if you keep this sort of like whimsical, fantastical, like it's it's technology beyond our even understanding, then you kind of get to a point where you're just like, there are no rules here. There are no rules. Um, what's its name? Uh, Avengers Endgame did that. They like they tried explaining it a little too much. They tried to make you understand it a little too much. But also there's kind of a consensus of how time works in the world and they kind of just poked holes in it and that's partially because of the fact that they they have been planning on doing this whole multiverse thing and the multiverse kind of but doesn't really work um in with the whole like one linear time system especially with you know loki coming out right after that and it's it's it, it, they they you they rewrote the rules that we have all decided on with, of time, and now it's it just way more confusing. But at the same time, um, you're learning about it because it's a, it's a world that doesn't exist. It's a world that doesn't exist, so time works however they want it to. But that's why it took a show like Loki for you to understand that. Um, is because it's just way too much to to handle at once. Um, and here's the thing about it also is. The, the, in the, um, show Loki, they never call it a multiverse, I believe, but obviously with like the whole alligator and like kid Loki and like all this other stuff, like it is because like the alligator, that's not just Loki in another timeline. That's Loki in another dimension. So the time ordinance people, they're not dealing with time. That's, those aren't just different timelines. Those are completely different, like, universes. Because the difference between, like, like say if I had two timelines. Right now, we would be identical. But because, you know, we would be the same person. But we have different timelines. So this other person might be in a different job. Or I might be, you know, um, I might be, like, you know, poor, poorer than a homeless or something like that, you know. But we're the same people. But because of how the timelines went, 
we went in two separate directions versus, oh, the I'm Loki and this is Loki, but an alligator. That's a different universe entirely. So the, 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 the TWA wasn't just messing with time. They were going and messing with time in multiverses. So that like that like one time, the, the main timeline that they're talking about, that works for one multiverse or one universe. Does that make sense? It, 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 and it's, it's all so much more complicated. It's, it's a web, it's a web of stuff because even if the, the, the TWA like, you know, stopped like TWA is in time and supposedly one universe, but they're not, they're messing with time in all the universe. It's so confusing. I've sat and tried to think about it and it doesn't make sense to me. And which is why I'm so excited for like season two or whatever they do next. Um, I'm so ready for Dr. Strange. I'm going to get my booster shots and go get, we'll go watch that. I'm really excited for No Way Home coming out. Um, there's a lot of content going to be. We're, we're back, baby. But not really. Uh, wear your mask. Use your hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. Don't be disgusting and not wash your hands. You're an idiot if you don't wash your hands. You should be. Here's the thing about it. You should have been washing your hands before COVID. So, like, we should. The, the whole wash your hands thing shouldn't have been a problem. And yet, I still see rich, rich people go into the bathrooms and then not wash their hands coming out. And I'm just like. Nah, I think we need to normalize. Um, we need to normalize uh, when some, when you when you go to the bathroom and you're washing your hands and some dude or some person comes out of the like comes out of the stall or the the urinal and they go and they just go to the mirror and then just walk away. We need to normalize normalize out loud in front of everybody, pointing at that person and going ew for like two minutes. That person needs to be embarrassed. You're a filthy, filthy, disgusting human being. Who doesn't wash that? You've got poop on your hands. You've got pee on your hands. Who who doesn't wash their hands when they get out of the bathroom? At least get the fingies wet, you know? At least get the fingies wet. Don't just wipe your pants or something like that. Now you got pee on your pants. You paid 50, you, you paid 50 bucks for those pants. You can put pee on them? Disgusting. This episode seemed boring to me. I don't know why. But hey, I recorded it. Be happy. Follow me on uh, on uh, on, uh, on Twitter. I'd take a Reaper pod if you think any of my views on life are idiotic. Next week, I am going to be talking about Turning Red. I loved Turning Red. And we're going to talk more about, more about that next week. But I do want to get a guest um, to give it a little bit more tête-à-tête to and fro because uh, there is some controversy behind that movie. Um, so yeah, tune into that next week. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, long story short, at the end of this podcast, Netflix Netflix has got some stuff going on. And I don't blame them. Everybody's got quality issues on some of their shows. But I feel like Netflix, Netflix is, you're, you're the granddaddy of streaming services. You know, you should you should have it all together. But hey. Movie businesses be movie businesses. They need to keep up the content. That's the thing about it is they, they they need to make so much content constantly to keep up with everybody else that it's just it's starting to fall through the cracks, and that's sad. Watch the Adam Project on Netflix. Um, watch Turning Red on Disney Plus if you haven't already. Watch Turning Red on Disney Plus. Um, 
and tweet me. Tweet me what you think. Tweet me uh, if you want to be a guest on this podcast. I don't care. I honestly don't care if you want to be a guest. I'll let you say whatever you want. I don't care. I'll let you be on this podcast. Tweet me at Take a Rupert Pod. See ya. Share this podcast with your mom.